Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, a man at a crossroads. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, I've been traipsing down this road for lo these many years, these 39 years. Man, I wish I, I, you know, I sat down today and I said to myself, Jordan, now's the time to memorize Bone Thugs and Harmony's greatest hit. (laughs) You might need it today. It could be really funny if you could, like, you know, just break out and do the whole song perfectly, but I didn't. I sat on my fucking ass all day, and I didn't memorize Bone thugs and harmonys greatest hit. But you were watching Britney Spears' greatest film, right? <laughs> That's true. Co-starring Dan Aykroyd as Blue Collar Dad. <laughs> so I'll just recite that movie. Okay, here's the situation I'm facing, Jordan. Yes, you're at a crossroads. 39 years, I've lived not perfectly happily, but well enough. Mm -hmm. I've gotten by for 39 years traipsing down this road we call life. Right, on this big blue marble. Starting in San Francisco General Hospital, April 24th, 1981. What a year. Now known as Mark Zuckerberg General Hospital. (laughs) Is it really? Yeah. (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, like, like really? He, uh, he he moved into the neighborhood, and they uh, they spent part of their fortune on making sure it was really sweet in case he got sick. Wow. Okay. Um, thirty nine years. I get my uh, I go to an ear, nose, and throat guy at uh, Hoot Sweet General. <laughs> I, go to, I go to usually go to Fog Dog Urgent Care. <laughs> Still don't quite know what Fog Dog is. I know it's a popular pull on this show, but I, uh, I, I do not quite know what it well, is or was. It's important that you learn, if, if not about FogDog.com, the Web 1.0 sporting goods store, at least that you learn about mm. Fog Dog Urgent Care, which is the only urgent care in Los Angeles where you can pay with flus. Wow. <laughs> the internet currency, flus. Mm-hmm. Okay. 39 years I've been traipsing down this dusty tore up road. Right. And I finally come to a, a crossroads, and I don't know what to do, Jordan. I, you've always been sort of my mentor. Mm-hmm. Yes. Kind of a spiritual guide. Yeah. I've just been in your head this whole time, by the way. <laughs> That'd be a great uh, podcast twist if like, I wasn't real. <laughs> Wouldn't that be like fucking mind-blowing? <laughs> like a Tyler Durden situation? Yeah, like a Durden. I'm just like something you manifested, you know? <laughs> and the people are tuning in because it's a guy <laughs> having a one-way conversation. I think it wouldn't be the first thing about uh, about our show that uh, paralleled the, the film Fight Club. Yeah. Also something that 20-year-old dudes really like, and then later they kind <laughs> of are embarrassed that they ever liked it. Right, you're not sure. You're not sure if our our if our show is a celebration of toxic masculinity or a takedown of it. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of unclear. Like maybe they didn't really go into it. With anyway, thirty nine years I've been traipsing down this dusty, torn up road, Jordan. Also, uh, meatloaf is in our show for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's meatloaf, you say? Yeah. Uh, thirty nine yeah, years. Dusty, dirt, dusty, to- to- tore up road. Uh, a road diverged in the woods, path yeah. less traveled, something like that. Yeah, three cold, juicy plums. Fuck you, I ate them. Right. So 
I happen to be looking at a deals website or the RSS feed for a deals website. Yeah, that's right. I'm still using a feed reader. And uh, I happen to be looking just as we were about to start the show. And for $6.75, including shipping, I can buy five pounds of Twizzlers. Five fucking pounds of Twizzlers. So it's uh, so. What is the what's uh, say the price again? Uh, Six dollars and seventy five cents. Five pounds of Twizzlers delivered, delivered to my door. I cannot picture five pounds of Twizzlers in your yeah. estimation. And you probably eat more Twizzlers than I do. I don't love fruit candy. I like a Twizzler, but you know, I think I, I've seen you eat more fruit candy than. Than, than I think I do. Yeah, whatever, Jordan. We get it. You're fucking a coastal elitist. That's true. <laughs> I'm sitting in your ivory tower eating marzipan. It's true. I love a little a little fondant. <laughs> fondant from the market. <laughs> what kind of candy do you like, Jordan? I like jelly deal. <laughs> um, how much, just if you went yeah. to the drugstore, if you went to a CVS and bought five pounds of Twizzlers, how much would it set you back? I mean, I'm going to say, what is it? I'd say like an eight ounce package of Twizzlers is probably costing you a dollar ninety nine or two dollars and forty nine cents. And how many ounces in a pound? Sixteen ounces in a pound. Okay. So let's say five dollars a pound. So you're looking at least twenty five dollars. And how many at the CVS? Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm the just Dwayne I'm just Reed. fucking terrible at math. Yeah. I'm terrible at math. How many pounds in five pounds? Honestly, that one I do not know the answer to. Yeah, um, it's like a fucking metric system yeah. thing. Uh, I know that five pounds of feathers is the same as. Hell, I can't remember. So I can't really either. I'm bad at thought experiments. I'll give you a volumetric estimate of these Twizzlers, Jordan. Okay, it's about the size of a cinder block. Okay, but denser and waxier. Right. Yeah, Twizzlers are a pretty dense, a pretty dense candy. You know what the number two ingredient in Twizzlers is? Um, density. <laughs> number one, of course, is going to be corn syrup. That's one of your popular sweeteners. Yeah. Number two, wheat flour. Huh. But they enrich it, which is nice. That is nice. I mean, a lot of people out there are eating wheat flour without thiamine mononitrate in it. You could end up short on riboflavin if you don't enrich the wheat flour that goes into your licorice Oof, twists. boy. I'd hate to see my stool if I ever <laughs> went short on riboflavin. It's what keeps the stool about this item coiled. Savor the tangy taste of strawberry with these classic candies. The cla- <laughs> Grab a handful for a quick and easy treat for lunch boxes or for the office stash. Ooh. That doesn't sound like it was written specifically about Twizzlers. That seems like just a generic piece of snack copy that they cut and paste and everything. Twizzlers Strawberry Twists are a low-fat and kosher snack with only 120 calories per three-piece serving. Who the fuck is eating three Twizzlers? You know how many Twizzlers I would eat if I had a five-pound box of Twizzlers? Five pounds. Yeah, you got it. Nailed it in one, Jordan. <laughs> God damn it. My entire body would be made of Twizzle wax. You think you could like, uh, like slowly unwrap them? Like, like, kind of, like, bisect them and peel them back and then lay them end-to-end end and make a little Twizzler sleeping bag? Yeah, but then I'd eat myself cold that very night. <laughs> you would freeze to death. Yeah. Out on the tundra <laughs> because you ate your Twizzler sleeping bag. You're in, in this scenario, you're in the tundra for some reason. Yeah. Well, I'm in the tundra because I'm on a tundra challenge. 
Can you make it through the tundra with nothing but Twizzlers? It turns out I didn't ration my Twizzlers appropriately. Yeah, that's a that's a mistake a lot of uh, early tundra visitors make. Are you gonna do it? No, let's let's wait till the end of the show. We'll make the decision then. Okay, it's what right. they call a tease in show business. You should start an Indiegogo. <laughs> What's nice about the Indiegogo is if I. Uh, if I only raise uh, $3.75, I can still get three pounds of Twizzlers. You know, you don't have to meet the goal to keep the money. You should do it. You should raise it, raise the money on Indiegogo and then eat eat all the Twizzlers on a live stream for, for like some very specific masturbators. Oh, yeah. God. I'd love just once to know somebody's out there cranking it, you know, to me. <laughs> Yeah. Doing something cool, too, like eating Twizzlers. <laughs> Are they also eating Twizzlers? No, I'm cool. I'm the one who's you're, eating the Twizzlers. Oh, you're cool. That's what makes okay. me so cool. Right. And so what's great about it is they're cranking it to how cool I am. Oh, okay. You know? Like if you were cranking it to okay. James Dean or something. He rides motorcycles, I eat Twizzlers. Right. You know? I think it's called a mukbang. Exactly. Should we introduce our guests on the program? They're probably pretty confused by now. I would love to. Do you think they're still here? <laughs> one of them this is the first time we've met him the poor man uh, they're two of the hosts of the smash it podcast election profit makers a good friend of ours and a new friend of ours david reese and john kimball hi david and john hi hey hi john hi hi, hi guys what do you guys think should i get these twizzlers uh, to tell you the truth, I wasn't really paying attention. I was looking at the web. Uh, no, I, I heard it all. What's on the web, David? There's a guy eating Twizzlers. That's what David likes Just to crank it to. Pages and pages of information. Whoa, cool! And I'm almost, I'm almost done. So I'm in the home. I think I'm in the home stretch. So I just want to wrap this up. What's the most interesting thing you've learned? Oh boy, there's all different types of people in the in this world. Yeah, boy, they can't all be right. Can they? maybe they can. But sometimes it feels like they can't all be right. Hard to say. I mean, you're the one who's read the whole internet, so you you would probably know more than us. Twizzlers, I'm not really into. Can I hit you guys with a big surprise? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember how I said I was at mm-hmm. the, a fork in the road in my in my life? David, you won't remember this because you were just reading the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm at a fork in the road, and obviously one of the forks is five pounds of Twizzlers. You know what the other fork is? Five mm-hmm. pounds of fucking red vines. Oh, do you prefer this is a, like this is a popular either or? Do you mm. prefer a Twizzler to a red? Let's go around the horn. Do you prefer a Twizzler yeah. to a red vine? David Reese, do you prefer a Twizzler or a red vine? What's the difference between them? Twizzler is waxier. It has a softer flavor. Red vine is closer to red licorice. Oh, as a thing. Oh, it's, and Twizzlers are, are the one that are kind of have like a spiral shape, right? They have a contour. Yep. A red yep. vine. And a just... Twizzler comes in a. Yeah. Twizzler comes in a uh, in a in a brick. A five-pound brick, and a red vine comes in a five-pound sort of uh, barrel. Like a tub. Yeah. I'll go with the tub. You get that at Crafty. Barrel. Barrel. Yeah. Not bad. I mean, there's no question that a red vine is a better choice to bite the ends off each side and then drink a Capri Sun through. (laughs) Oh, are they hollow in the middle? It's like that? Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Could you... you... How do you get it into a Capri Sun pouch? That seems like that's a... Uh, that's it's a lot like, of work but you got nothing but time you're at fucking summer camp <laughs> i've never even heard of red vines i gotta admit i know what a twizzler huh. is but is a twi- is a twizzler is a twi- twizzler's not hollow right a twizzler is not really hollow it's sort of flat 
It's sort of flat round. Oh yeah, you're. Ugh, yeah, you're right. That's just, now that I remember it, that's kind of gross how they're flattened because they look like they've been. They look like a damaged. Uh, yeah, red vine all the way. <laughs> they taste pretty good though, actually. Yeah, but they're flat. They're tubes, and so it just feels like something happened. Like some somebody sat on it or something. It's bad product design. <laughs> you know how many servings there is in one of these five pound things of Twizzlers? Ninety one. That's ninety one huh. servings. Man, that's. Uh, I mean, you're gonna have this. This is gonna be a long live stream while you eat all these things. Yeah, well, I mean, it takes a while to consume. Hold on, doing the math here. 8,190 calories. Wow. Wait, why are we talking about this? Are you buying them on the internet right now or something? Are you candy shopping? I'm thinking about it pretty seriously. At any point in the show, you could just say, why are we talking about this? And it would make sense. (laughs) I feel like there's just a lot of better options for candy. Like like what, for instance? If you were to buy five pounds of something... Cookie. I mean, well, ice cream cookies. Ice cream? Lemon squares. Okay. Frozen lemon squares. Yeah. Frozen lemon squares? What kind of weird Frankenstein is that? I mean, f- mm. I'll keep going. Uh, peanut butter cups, uh, thin mints. Uh, yeah, that's me. Reese's peanut yeah. butter cups. Yeah. Um, chocolate covered raisins, chocolate covered coffee beans, choc- you know, uh, vanilla ice cream. I don't know. <laughs> uh, vanilla... Um, fluffernutter, peanut butter, just a spoonful of peanut butter with raisins in it, ants on a log, cel- yeah. celery, peanut butter and raisins. I think we're getting away from candy here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure recently you said celery. Tarts, cakes, a chocolate none cake. Of this is, none of this is candy. Some of it is candy. Ants on a log, mama's candy. <laughs> is that what it's known as? The classic mama's candy. It's the kind of candy I was allowed to have when my mom would make candy. <laughs> My mom used my mom used to hand out um, Chex Mix on Halloween. So <laughs> east of the Mississippi, it's called uh, Ants on a Log. West of the Mississippi, right. Mama's Candy. <laughs> Mama's Candy. Uh, I want to bring up something that you two fellows were talking about on your podcast that I was listening to today and really enjoying myself. Thank you. Uh, you were, t- and this is something I had not, I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge news junkie, but I try and, you know, I try and stay informed, but I heard just from listening to your podcast about the very weird sexting scandal of Cal Cunningham. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Jesse, have mm. you heard of this? Uh, Cal Cunningham, the uh, local Ford dealer? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I mean, Cal. He, he might be Worthington. <laughs> yeah, depends on how Soon. the scandal plays out. Okay. Can you guys kind of describe it for for us and the listener who might not have heard it? Because I was pretty delighted by it. I mean, I you know, John, you're in, you're in Cal, you're in North Carolina, John. So you take this one. This is a North yeah. Carolina question. Cal Cal Cunningham is running for Senate in North Carolina uh, against uh, the Republican Tom Tillis, and in the in the past week, um, a story has come out that he had some lurid text or DMs with uh, some uh, other political analyst in California. Uh, And he's, you know, without his wife's permission. So that's the story. The thing I thought was so delightful about it. And again, not delight. I mean, I don't I don't delight in a, a marriage being broken up. I don't delight in, you know, treachery. But I think the funny detail about this was just how, like, hilariously tame they were. Like, I think, you know, obviously his opponents want to blow it up like he's, you know, 
dick picking, but I think he just said, mm-hmm. it would make my day to roll over and kiss you right about now. It's just hugging and kissing. Exactly. It's hugging and it's kissing. Really sexed. <laughs> it is yeah. like Ned Flanders' sexting scandal. Yeah, in a way it is, yeah. Or Candy Hearts. It's like it's like if Candy Hearts could text. <laughs> right. If elementary school Valentine's Day cards could, could text each other, become sentient, and start having affairs with each other. You up? And then in parentheses, for kiss? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Want to hug? Yeah. Two times in ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you have an amazing refractory period when it comes to hugs, David. Mm-hmm. You have to have a cool-down period. Takes me about 20 minutes to... I mean, I could, <laughs> I could hug all night in my 20s, but now... <laughs> Don't worry, it happens to a lot of guys. Yeah, it's the one hug and then I go right to sleep. Right, then I can't lift my arms. <laughs> <laughs> Just roll over in bed and sulk. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's bad. It's uh, the guy's an idiot. It's uh, yeah. Is it has it like has uh, like since it it's because it's been going on for a couple of weeks. Has it like gone anywhere, or is it just like disappeared into this like world's most cavernous news cycle that we're in? He's still up in the real clear you know. politics average. John, what do you think? What's your take? Yeah, the the polling is about the same. Uh, so it it but it's still they're still hammering him, and they, they seem to be. Uh, you know, more more things coming out. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't seem like it's affected the race that much. The woman that he was was hug texting with <laughs> uh, is separated. Okay. Um, but her husband is a disabled veteran, which oh, is not boy. a great not no. a great look. Yeah. And I mean, this happened after he had secure, after he had won the primary. So it's not like this is from ten years ago before he had any inkling of running for public office. Like this happened after the Democratic establishment decided to endorse him and threw a bunch of money his way. Yeah, this was July. Yeah, it was July, and he won the. When did he win the primary in like March, uh, or May? So he was. Yeah. Know, I mean, it, yeah. I still think he'll win, but it's just such a huge self-own and i can't decide if it would be better if they were actually incredibly steamy and lurid or if it's going to be even worse somehow (laughs) if he loses over some you know there is a yeah there is a like a there is a there is a a, its own special kind of creepiness adults like texting about how they want to like kiss each other (laughs) sure would like to smile at you right now (laughs) would love to hold your hand in the park right might we nuzzle? <laughs> Thinking of you and rolling up my yeah. sleeves. For you, I'd be the big spoon. <laughs> yeah. In one of them, he called her historically sexy. That, you have to <laughs> what admit, a that's fucking incredible. dork. <laughs> player. Player, the player, master of the game. Yeah. Right. I kind of feel like I want, a, I want a representative who's that big of a dorkist though. Yeah. Like to me, I don't I I do yeah. consider it a moral failing to cheat on one's wife uh, or husband or any other spouse. Sure. Bad judgment, lack of judgment, of course. Yeah, and 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 terrible to the to the other partner in most circumstances. But I do kind of feel like if I'm going to vote for a philanderer I would like it to be a gentle Dorcas philanderer. <laughs> Rather than a maniac sex pervert. Yeah, I have a friend from college who's, a, uh, who's running for office right now, and she's a giant dork. 
You know what I mean? Like she just always has been just a real hardworking, you know what I mean? Elizabeth and Warren. It, it's great. <laughs> I, and if I don't think she would ever cheat on her husband, but if she did, it would be with hug text. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I like her. That's why I trust her. That's why I think she would make a good representative for the people of Long Beach, California. Maybe this is all a huge four-dimensional chess and they've concocted this fake affair to show that he has a little bit of the bad boy in him, but it's not getting get it, get in the way of his job because he, you know. Well, I mean, I think when you, you know, obviously when you hear the story, you kind of like put yourself into it. You insert yourself into the story and you think about, you know, you think about him hugging you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. To me, that was mm-hmm. kind of appealing. That's kind of what I liked about it. I liked thinking about just getting a nice, you know, a nice politician hug. It it, it he, felt good. He calls you historically sexy. That's oh, like yeah. one of the hottest <laughs> amounts of sexiness. Right. You're a million beautiful. The people who are historically <laughs> sexy. Cleopatra, Marilyn Monroe... Eve, I guess, from the Garden of Eden. Uh, Sophia Loren, like Josephine Baker. Right. And... Uh, the, I mean, if Bill and Ted is in the indication, the woman who played uh, the Joan of Arc. And then this woman mm. that Cal Cunningham had a little fling with. Yeah. That's good company. And then Bill and Ted. And Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted are pretty... Yeah, sure. They're gorgeous. They look good. They make that look good, okay? <clears throat> Um, are you guys ready for a huge announcement? Yeah, I am, yeah. Sure. Everybody, I just want to make sure I get everybody to check in. Oh, sorry, yes, I'm ready. Okay. Guy, as of tonight, I, after not having been there, I'm on the gram. Guys, I'm on the gram. I'm, I'm, I'm gramming from Instagram. Uh, I, I, um, I resisted it, uh, up until now. Um, and you know, I have some reservations about getting involved with another Facebook platform and, you know, I mean, apparently Zuckerberg's fucking hoarding hospitals Mm -hmm. all to himself. I don't approve of that. I think hospitals should be for everybody. If you're sick, not just- He wasn't born there. Name the fucking hospital after me. Yeah. Thank you. Jesse Thorne General Hospital. (laughs) No. (laughs) By the way, I should also be on General Hospital. Are you guys on LinkedIn? No, I'm not on LinkedIn. I do oh. know some. I do know that like like I think there are some comedy writers who are on LinkedIn, but I am not. I am not personally. I'm on LinkedIn, but only because I got confused and accidentally signed up for one in you know 2003, mm-hmm. and uh, you can't I thought, shake it. Oh, I should try and log in and figure out how to delete my account like two years ago. And there was totally an email there that was like a really big business opportunity that I totally missed because I never <laughs> really because you never checked LinkedIn. LinkedIn? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I was like actual real business yeah. opportunity. No, that happens every time I check into mine. I see something horrible like that. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, why didn't I look I at check this? that, yeah. guys? You got to check the LinkedIn. Our podcast has yeah. been good for yeah. John's LinkedIn. He's been getting a lot of LinkedIn requests from our listeners. I think because once we teased him about LinkedIn, and then all of a sudden now he's building his LinkedIn empire. <laughs> it's ridiculous. What are listeners endorsing I mean, you for, John? Bitly links. You know, they come. That I think <laughs> we. I don't know. One one episode we had a thing on 
Bitly links. So every time somebody connects with me, they put that in the subject line. <laughs> so I, th- so I guess I know John that. John is the king of Bitly. Wow. Wow. Yeah. When we started selling our election profit makers merchandise through a t-shirt website, John made like 30 or 40 customized Bitly links uh, that we could use to promote it. I hope you don't get poisoned by the prince of tiny URL. What's that? John Hodgman? John <laughs> Hodgman also like himself a, on it. Just trying to do a thing about, you know, like if there being a hierarchy of, of link shortening people, if he was the oh, king. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it I don't know if it tracks. I don't know if it tracks. I don't know. Maybe it didn't. No, no. Nobody likes it. That was good. That was good. Hey, Jordan. I, I'm here. I'm that explaining it. I'm having to yell explain so it. It wasn't guy, good. So this guy, this prince, where, yes. like, where does he live? Or what I don't, kind of, I like, haven't worked that out. I don't know where he lives. He, does he wear shirts no, or a robe? Or? I don't know if he wears, sh- yeah, sh- he wears shirts. Sure. Does that does affect, he, does that make it funnier if he wears shirts? He, yeah. Jordan. What? <laughs> what? I just want you to know that you're still my friend no matter what. Wait, hold on a second. If John is the king of Bitly Links and his <laughs> rival is the prince, does that mean his own son is his rival? Is this like a a succession type thing where the That's kind of what I was No, it's the was... prince of tiny URL. Tiny Oh, right. Okay, got it. Yeah. But I guess the he would The rival kingdom. Yeah. But I guess so I would guess it would be the king of tiny URL would make more sense than the prince cuz Well, there's you know. some parity there. Yeah. Yeah. It's king versus king. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we figured this World out. World series yeah. of love. So wait, where did we land? Was it funny or was it not funny? <laughs> it's good. It was it's funny. Good stuff. Thank you. Thank it's you. Hey, stuff. Jordan. What? Jordan. I'm still your friend no matter what. Thanks, pal. <laughs> You're welcome. What are you going to do on Instagram? Are you going to post funny stuff? Well, I don't know. I don't. And, and I would. I would love to, you know... I would love to workshop this with with because you guys. I it's, this is what Instagram Stories is good for. Everybody, you could put this in your stories. Is everybody here on the gram? Everybody here's gramming. I have Instagram. I am, but I don't have any idea how it works. <laughs> I have like eight photos, maybe. But David, yeah, you're yeah, on it. I'm on Instagram, and Big I have time. like. Um, you know what? Let me check right now. Do you guys have time for me to open my Instagram app and tell you how many photos I've posted? Yeah, fuck it. Why not? <laughs> yeah, how many photos is Reese posted? Oh, I mean, this is like why people listen to this show. How on, many guys. photos has he <laughs> how posted? Many photos? 294 posts. Whoa. Holy What's your? Do you, can you see your most liked post? No, is that possible? I didn't I know that know. was possible. I'm, I'm new oh. to the gram, so I don't know about all the features. I look at Instagram... It's fun. And one thing you... Oh, you're acti- Hold on. I'm looking at it. Okay. Time on Instagram. Daily average, 32 minutes. What I do is at the end of the day, when I get in bed, my two phone activities are doing the New York Times crossword puzzle and then looking at Instagram. And what you can do on Instagram, Jordan, this is interesting. Do you have Instagram open right now? Uh, I do, yes. Or okay, I have, it, I have the, desk, okay. the desktop open. Oh, well, I think it... I thought it only worked on your phone. You are can you like- doing it on... You can look at it on the desktop. You cannot post anything, or okay. at least from what I understand, which is so a fucking s- bullshit feature. Do you see by a way. magnifying glass icon at uh, the bottom of your Instagram? I do. I see a. Okay, this is a great a tool, bar. and okay. what this will do is, based on the posts that you've liked and the people that you follow, right. it is going to start giving you a curated list of content that you might enjoy. And then what you can do, so you're going to have this wonderful, overwhelming panoply of photos and videos all playing simultaneously, and you just scroll through it, and you're like, oh, look at this. Like, So, for instance, 
I like watching videos where drummers explain how to drum different <laughs> drum beats. <laughs> and so now I look, look at this. So I have this fo- I have this photo posted from an account called drums underscore my underscore life number two. And what it is is a photo of a drum set made out of little tiny vegetables, Jordan. So it looks Whoa. like <laughs> the bass drum, because I love to have fun and I love mm. drums. Yeah. So this right. drum set, the bass drums seem to be made out of zucchini. Fun. And the toms, I think, are made out of cucumbers. And speak of the devil, we were talking about lettuce. And it looks like, I mean, we were talking about celery. We were talking about ants on a log. Remember that part? Yeah, it sure. looks like it's also a vegetable. At, my, we, at celery... my house, we always called them uh, mommy's candies. <laughs> so mommy's <laughs> candy symbols. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now, I don't think that you will see that in your. Ex- I can't remember what this is, function is called. Explore or like wander around. But you so you won't. I can't promise that you'll see that vegetable drum set because you might be looking at different types of. Instagram. Like, what are your interests? What are you What are you looking forward to looking at on Instagram? Well, I got on Instagram today, and immediately I followed uh, CBS News's John Dickerson. Okay, I love mm-hmm. John Dickerson. Has have since he uh, he hosted uh, CBS this morning. Then he went on to sure. other things. So you on... don't follow the news. You're just you're just a fan of newscasters. Yeah. Well, I, Dick Dickerson <laughs> in particular. <laughs> Uh, I've All read right, a couple yeah. of his books. His books are great. Uh, Whistle Stop podcast. There's a lot of great Dickerson oh, shit, material out t- there. Total nerd. Yeah. What What are his photos like? Let he... me. I'm glad you asked. He's probably. So. Gar- it's probably like what a What a thrill to go to James Madison's old carriage garage. A lot well, of people don't know this, but James Madison. <laughs> right. His first post is a a, a <laughs> plaque on a house where Babe Ruth slept. There you go. A lot of Dickerson's dog. Now, Dickerson's got a great dog. It's a very just regular-ass brown dog, but it's very cute. Here's one of John the dogs sleeping. On Instagram, hold on. Because uh, I listen to the Slate Political Gab Fest. He's one of the co-hosts of the... Oh, he's great on that. Oh, yeah, look at this. And here's some maps and... Looks like... Oh, yep. his kids made him cookies the day his book got published. The day his book got published, his kids made him cookies. It's very cute. Um, he seems were, like I, such a mensch. He just seems like... The best guy. You know this guy's sending hug texts. Oh, yeah. When he's on the road promoting <laughs> one of his books or he's like in Iowa covering the caucuses, he probably sends the sweetest messages to his spouse. Sure would like to roll over and kiss you right now. You're historically sexy. Like <laughs> Eleanor Roosevelt, the first lady who <laughs> redefined the position of first spouse for a new generation of proto-feminists. Ooh, he looks like he made chili here. Ooh, no, this is good. Looks like so. I mean, I think I'm kind of good. I don't know if I need to follow anyone else because wait, stickers... that's your one follow? Yeah, it's, he's the only oh, you're one set. I follow. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, I mean, what else do I need? You got to look at this brown dog. Um, so you're gonna go to that magnifying glass icon and get nothing but like Abraham Lincoln fan <laughs> accounts, like right. I underscore love underscore Abe, right? Right. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln memes or like the Federalist paper memes or something. He he Abraham Lincoln, some might say, was historically sexy. I, meanwhile I've got all this garbage. Yeah. What what is this? This is footage of Tom Cruise doing a stunt on a train. Why do I why did it Yeah, it sounds like you got a pretty that? shitty Instagram. I basically I have one here of John Dickerson's uh, season pass to Dollywood. <laughs> so is it just John Dickerson or are you also following 
Mo Rocca. No, I'm just other CBS Sunday morning hosts. Uh, not CBS yeah. Sunday morning. I mean, I would like to follow Gail King. I could see myself following Gail King down the line. That Were you a fun. fan of Charles Corralt? Do you know who Charles Corralt is? <laughs> I do know who Charles Corralt yeah, okay. is. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah, big Corralt head. Yeah. <laughs> he had some sleazy what relationship? Corralt? Do yeah. tell. Oh yeah, Corralt had he had like a, a separate family <laughs> that was secret from his Whoa. real family. Really, that secret yeah. family shit is always mind blowing. I don't remember that at all. It's a North Carolina thing, you know. Charles Corralt's from yeah. North Carolina, oh. so much like our hug texture. John Edwards, Charles yep. Corralt, Cal Cunningham. Yep. What a horny state. Yep. Yeah. Here's a here's a video of somebody showing you how to play a Guns N' Roses guitar solo on a guitar. God, my <laughs> life sucks. Uh-huh. Who you right? Kind of, <laughs> kind of blows your mind. Jesse, you're a you're a man who likes niche internet communities. What are, do you have any Instagram recommendations? Yeah, I mean the main thing I follow on Instagram is just this one dog I like. Mm. And I'm not gonna lie, I didn't go around uh, Instagram looking for dogs. Uh, it's just one day somebody sent me an email that said, oh, my dog is on Instagram and I think you would like it. And I feel like my immediate reaction was just, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, it was just so thirsty to go on Instagram and ask me to subscribe to your dog. Mm -hmm. Wait, it was their dog? They were like, hey, man, I just want to let you know I love your podcast. I think you would really like my dog. Yeah. Here's my dog's (laughs) Instagram account. That's what it is to be the co-host of the Judge John Hotman podcast. People sending you a message right. that says, I think you would like my dog. But they were right, it sounds like. Anyway, moral of the story is I took a quick look at the dog. I did really like it. Its name is City Willie. Oh, and I also follow rapper Sugar Free. The other day he posted a picture of like a box truck dumping off a load of firewood. And it says truckload cord of firewood baby cozy (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like a pretty good post (laughs) at official sugar free the pimp i got deep into soundcloud rap instagram when we were writing an episode about a mumble rapper for dicktown so i know all the instagram handles of all the hottest mumble rappers like lil xan and um all all those are any of them particularly good on instagram I mean, um, they're just a different generation, you know? And um, I mean, you know, God love them. I just you stay safe, wear your masks, <laughs> make good decisions. Maybe you don't spend all your money on jewelry and cars. But when I say that, I just sound like an old fuddy-duddy. Uh, so, John, do you have any go-to Instagram follows, uh, just in case I want to branch out from Dickerson? Uh, no. I... I I think I followed. I think I follow David. That's probably it. I am a Twitter John's guy. A Twitter so guy. I just don't understand Instagram. I never really understood Facebook. Um, that's that's yeah. That's kind of, was kind of my thinking. Is like okay, I can kind of like I can kind of like do Twitter and and you know social networking in general. You know, hurts my brain if I use it for too long. Although I think that's a common. Uh, a, yeah. a common thing you'll hear. But yeah, I, I, I didn't really think I... I don't know. Honestly, Jordan, I, I've never heard that before. <laughs> oh, yeah? I've got a Netflix documentary I want to tell you about a million times. Yeah, a lot of people say to me, like, oh, I, I wish I spent more time on social media. <laughs> I feel like 
I don't get enough time on social media. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Or like every time I go on social media, I just feel good. Love that good feeling. And rewarded. It's like baking. You just, when you're done, you... They'll be like, where's my phone? I need more phone time. Oh, it's just like cordwood's so cozy. <laughs> but I know what you I know what you mean, John. I feel like I, I I I felt I felt good and adequate with Twitter and didn't know if I needed something else. But you know, these are we're living in unusual times, so I wanted to branch out a little bit. I really like Instagram. I think Instagram I think if I looked at Twitter right before I went to bed, I would not feel good. But when I look at Instagram and I can see things that are visual, it's not text-based, there seems to be less animosity and vitriol than there is on Twitter. And, you know, you can look at, like, pictures of landscapes or, you know, pictures of drum sets made out of vegetables, the stuff that will send you off into dreamland, you know? It can be... It's less um, anxiety-provoking for me than Twitter is. What are you guys looking at on Instagram? You looking at funny animals or you looking at near-pornography? Okay, so uh, you know what, Jesse? That's an interesting way to think about it because what do you wait? Hold on. What what do you mean when you say near pornography? He means like ladies in bikinis, right? Oh, yeah. Like on Instagram, there's two broad categories of content, right? There's okay animals doing something funny Mm -hmm. or cute, right? Sometimes cute. Yep. And then there's pictures that are not quite pornography. Okay. Because uh, nudity is not allowed on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, don't go around posting nudie pics on there. It's for near pornography. What about arti- what about artistic nudity? <laughs> uh, painting is okay, but if it's a photograph and it has nudity in it, it will get flagged and pulled. Wow, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I mean, this is no joke. This is Instagram. They're not messing around here. You'll get in trouble. Okay. So when I scroll through my Instagram feed... I see a lot of, you know, it's kind of like what Facebook was like for me before I left Facebook. It's a lot of people who I know over the years, and I can kind of see what they're up to. And then I follow a lot of, um, uh, like, it's kind of really dorky, but like effects pedals manufacturers and circuit bending musicians and people who, like hobbies. I use it a lot more for hobbies than, I, than Twitter I use for more like, what's happening? What's the latest? Ah, what can I be mad about? Instagram, <laughs> Instagram is more like... Oh, here's an idea for a little musical project I could do. Or like, oh, look at this cool new delay pedal. Or um, I used to be really into making collages and I follow like collage artists. Like, oh, that's a cool collage technique. Uh, so that kind of stuff. Then I got really into miniatures. I was following like a lot of diorama makers and model makers. Some of these guys I can probably let go at this point. But yeah, I need to lighten my feet. <laughs> Some of them are just dead weight, tiny dead weight. <laughs> And then I follow I follow a couple celebrities, you know. Who's your top Insta celeb? Queen Latifah. I think she's really famous. Yeah, she is super famous. Foxy too. Yeah. I bet she's good on there. I bet she's good on there. Thanks, Jordan. I mean, it's a weird time to be following celebrities because so many celebrities, their Instagram now is like pretty political, especially over the last six months, you know. Um, I don't know if yeah. it's typical for what their feed would be like in like quote unquote normal times because they can't really promote. There's only so much they promote. So a lot of the celebrities that I follow, it's mostly just like retweeting like Black Lives Matter or political stuff. Looks like John Dickerson here is another Dickerson post. Um, looks like he's a picture of something called Hog's Breath Seasoning. Caption is fam- a favorite family meal of pork loin and hog's breath seasoning. Introduced, me- introduced to me 18 years ago by an old salt. Maybe a... 
kind of a pun there because it's a seasoning. Yeah, that sounds like Dickerson. Mm -hmm. So this is pretty good. I mean, again, I don't know that I need anything else. I want to see what shows up in your recommendation feed. So just follow him for a while. Okay. This is a fresh follow, right? You started today? Started today. Follow Dickerson, nobody else. So let's keep it in that theme. Just let it season for a while. Just season it for a while. And then someday go over to that um, magnifying glass. And what they will probably do is just recommend all kinds of random bullshit because they're probably like, we can't get a read on this guy. Like one follow and it's John Dickerson. I don't know, like throw him Kim Kardashian in like an MIT math department and just see where he goes, you know? Hmm. So just see what see what the algorithm suggests for you. The algorithm's kind of kind of uh, kind of miraculous like mm-hmm. that. And then you'll build your new identity, and you'll have all new interests and a whole new group of friends. And it's all through Instagram. I'm following Dickerson now. This dog is pretty cute. Actually, the dog's cute. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. What about compare him to City Willie? Okay, I'm gonna bring up. Okay, let's let's what compare. Let's all go around. What's, Everybody's got a got a laptop, right? right? So everybody, uh, we'll go to City yeah, Willie Instagram, okay. and then go to John Dickerson Instagram. John Dickerson's dog's cuter. City. I mean, C- City Willie's cute, but he's, he's not my style. He's a cute little grumpy fellow. Would you just? I like. Could you spell City Willie for me? W I L L I E. Oh, I was spelling yeah. it with the Y. Willie the dog. It says. And now we're comparing that to John Dickerson's dog. Yeah. Yeah. This one is just a picture of john dickerson and his wife and it just says hi and it gets three thousand thirty likes people love dickerson he's a celebrity fuck john dickerson he's great he's got a beautiful wife a lovely family they made him cookies today his book comes out what do you not like about that it's a nice dog i think i like city willie more than than john dickerson's dog but i can see but i see why john kimball prefers you like john dickerson's dog more don't you john yeah that's just my kind of dog yeah that's your kind of dog yeah so so we've all it's okay so we have one for dickerson's dog that's from what from john john you like john david city willie city willie jesse city willie easy call okay but City Willie's got a, prof- it's like, it's all a professional, they're working, you know, they've got all this camera, it's... It's not slapdash like John Dickerson from Network Television. I see what you mean, right. It's a dog model, yeah. it's a dog model. Thank you. Yep. So you, John, you're, you're responding to the kind of like lo-fi, kind of like, yeah. you know, amateur... 90s, like, no, this is like the Sebado <laughs> yeah. of dogs. Yes, John Dickerson's dog is the Sebado of dog. Yeah. I would say he's more of a Fountains of Wayne, but <laughs> reasonable people can disagree. Now go to d- drums underscore my oh. underscore life number two. Hold on, I want to weigh in made out of on City Willie V. Dickerson's dog, whose name, <laughs> oh, let's sorry. just say, is right. Sebado. Mm-hmm. So two really good dogs. I think I gotta give it to City Willie though. City Willie is great. He's he's yeah, he's City he's got so, he's a got a lot of fuzz dog. around the face. Two great dogs. Yeah, he's too full of himself. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's take a quick break. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, you know, every episode of Jordan, Jesse Go, of course, su- supported by the members of MaximumFun.org, all the kind folks who've gone to MaximumFun.org slash join. 
This week, we're also supported by our friends at Manscaped. They just yes. released a new product, Jordan. You know, they're of course they're known for nard shaving. <laughs> the, yeah, I mean the area in and around the nards. Yeah. They're known for a lot of people have messy nards and you can clean them right up. Clean up those nards. But they got a new product. This is for those of us whose whose barber Jerry retired. You know, this is a, a lot they'll do you know how they do focus groups to figure out what kind of new products they had a focus group and a lot of people's barber Jerry had retired and Jerry always was nice enough to do a little cleanup in the ears and nose when he was doing his snip snips Jerry didn't go near the nards though did he he did but not in the shop only in a private context private context sure yeah it's got a i mean he had those 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 uh Big stainless steel massagers that attach to your hands. How could you not let that guy near your nards? Well, he's retired, uh, and so I imagine you've got some stray nose hairs that aren't getting trimmed. I'm not getting any younger either, Jordan. These nose hairs sure. are going wild. This is these, they're going wild. These are like a tiger that got out of its cage at the zoo. Nose hair, ear hair. These nose hairs are eating children who are eating cotton candy. Jesse, I've got some great news for you. Yeah, the hair's out of control. But Manscaped has just released the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. Jesse, it's a special trimmer just for ear and nose hair. I used it myself. And I listen, we've talked about Manscaped on the show. We're big fans of the Manscaped Nard product. Yeah. Even Brian just told us he got himself one of them and he loves it. Brian's Nards look great, I imagine. Yeah, I presume they do too. He's Manscaped. Legal bounds. So, the bounds of law and decency. I they sent it. They sent over a weed whacker. I stuck it in my nose. I stuck it in my ear. My nose and my ear. They look as good as my nards. And you got you got beautiful nards, like a like a Florida sunset. It's listen. I those nose and ear hairs. They're so painful to pull out, but not with the weed whacker. It's this thing you stick up your nose, and it makes a sound, and it just cleans it out. It's great. You know what it uses? A 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Yeah, those are the specs. I mean, it's uh, it's intelligently contoured design, enhances the trimming experience, and it is waterproof, which makes for easy operation and cleaning. I can't emphasize how important this waterproof feature is. It's great. I love to I love to get rid of hair in the shower and the the fact that the manscaped products you can take in the shower with you. It's a game changer. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code JJGO at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code JJGO. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. Uh holiday holiday shopping season's coming up. I what, hope people That's what my mother told me when I graduated from high school. <laughs> What are you waiting for? Go whack your Go weeds. Go whack your weeds. Uh, Jordan, this yes. is just this is only this is sort of a parallel issue. Right. I just checking out the customer questions and answers here on these five pounds of Twizzlers. Mm-hmm. Does it have Bluetooth? <laughs> I mean, does it? Have they answered? It says, uh, I'll bet you meant to post that on another product, but no, the candy does not. <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly come with bluetooth good clap smiley back. face hope i was helpful <laughs> oh wow somebody else 
put it in a really good response. You want to hear what the other response was? Sure. No, only red tooth if you eat a bunch. Nice. Nice. Fuck yeah. Comedy is everywhere. Do you want to know how many pieces come in a five-pound package? 189. Jeez Louise. A lot of twiz. 189. 2.2 kilograms. That is a lot of twiz. Now, here's a good question about this one. Where are the five-pound pull-away twirlers at? (laughs) They don't sell them in stores anymore. (laughs) Why the? Where are the five pound pull away twirlers at? Answer me that, Jordan. I honestly don't know what a five pound pull away twirler is. <laughs> Where's the fucking five pound twirl twir, pull away twirler? What? I don't this? know what it is. <laughs> Here's a question, follow up question. Okay. Yeah. How do you soften this? What is a what is a pull away twirler? Will you send me a year supply of Twizzlers, forty eight Twizzlers per day? If I film a video of me eating all of these in one sitting, less than 15 minutes? That's that's on there or that's you that's you saying it. No, that's a question someone asked. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, they they kind of they kind of stole your thing there. I mean, I thought I thought you were going to be the one to eat all those on cam, but Bumblebee's gave that person a frank answer. Mm. Sorry. The answer is no. Not many people will feed you a free treat for a year. <laughs> There are some harsh, people, but harsh. they're known as they're known in the community as unicorns. <laughs> right. They'll feed you a free treat for a year if you know what I'm saying. Maybe they'll trim your nards. Okay. Let's get back to the show. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Love, It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm David Reese, Kid Midas, the original Wave Rider. John Kimball, <laughs> Long John Silver, mm-hmm. and the King of Bitly Links. <laughs> they were ready. <laughs> the Bitly King. That sounds like an info- infomercial guy. <laughs> David Reese, before we went on the air, checked in with us, and he says, can I just mm-hmm. use my official nickname? And he did. My title, my podcast title. And he did. He went ahead and used it. When something momentous happens to you, like you're standing at the crossroads of buying and not buying five pounds of waxy strawberry candy, give us a call at 206-984-4FUN or email us a voice memo at jjgo at maximumfun.org. Now, Jordan, last week on the program, I asked our listeners to call in if they had met any in a long list of Oakland athletics from 1988 and 1989. Yes, it was a, it was a huge, uh, the, it, it, easily our most popular segment to date. Stan Javier, I said, probably. Right. Ron Hassey, Walter Weiss, Gene Nelson, Rick Honeycutt. So from what Brian tells me, people called in on this. Right. So I just want to start with this. We initially were pursuing stories about Ozzy Canseco, Jose Canseco's twin brother, who also played for the A's, uh, who was somebody's Uber driver that called in. Then somebody called in about Jose Canseco, and that's fine. It was interesting. Jose Canseco, a well-known, colorful character. We're not just talking about Carney Lansford here. No offense to Carney Lansford. 
So we'll see what these people have to say, because I will be honest with you. I was just fondly reminiscing about the 1988, 1989, 1990-ish Oakland Athletics. I didn't really expect people to call in with actual stories. I don't know if this is going to be interesting, people calling in about this. And uh, I'm not even sure that they called in about the right people. They might just be calling in about other baseball players. So I guess we're going to find out. Play that call. Hi, this is Ruben from Dallas. Uh, My... A friend of my dad, when I was growing up, was actually Jose Canseco's personal trainer. And uh, he was actually Max in those Sports Illustrated stories for, I think that might have been Alex Rodriguez as well. But I went to Jose Canseco's house and hung out on his basketball court and met Jose Canseco. And that dude had the biggest arms I had ever seen. Um, So, Jose Canseco... A very weird, very big dude. Thanks. Yeah, that guy's fucking yoked. Jose Canseco. This to guy's be, juicing, in my opinion. He seems to be kind of a Forrest Gump-like figure. In that, he, in that he's, he, he's, you sh- find him throughout American history? It seems like it, yeah. I mean, we've had, I mean, we've, I mean, obviously he's been a topic on this show since its inception, and, uh, you know, we've had two Jose Canseco run-ins, um... Yeah, I don't know. I'm starting to think that, you know, he's kind of a well, kind of a guardian angel watching over us all. He's the Tippy Canoe in Tippy Canoe and Tyler too. A lot of people don't know that. Interesting. He's Interesting. the original bull moose. Did you know that? <laughs> uh Teddy Roosevelt was copying him. David and John, are you guys baseball guys? Uh no. No. I like college basketball. We don't have baseball in North Carolina. <laughs> well, we used to go watch UNC play at Boshomer Stadium, remember? Yeah, we got the Durham Bulls, you know. Durham Bulls. So. They used to hand out chewing tobacco at the U the skull chewing tobacco at the UNC baseball games. Do you remember that, John? <laughs> no. And they would hand That's out crazy. I had a skull what's it called? Skull sixty six T shirt. They would chewing tobacco would do promotions and they would give <laughs> T-shirts to children who had gone to UNC baseball games back in the eighties. This North Carolina man, yeah. jeez. I have, yeah. I've, I've never chewed tobacco before. I don't think I have mm, either. You don't want to. It's not good. Yeah. It looks cool like, though, right? And it doesn't make a mess. That's what's nice about it. <laughs> yeah. What's cool? So. What's cool about it is that it's just a kind of elegant thing to do. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, I do. I do feel like it maybe had a had a moment where like your your scuzzy or hipster was doing it. You know, like a, sure. like a yep. like a Pabst guy. You know, there were Pabst guys there for a while. Right. Yeah, that's very true. Did you ever try Big League Chew, the chewing gum that was modeled <laughs> on chewing tobacco? Yes. Do you remember absolutely. that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I I would chew five pounds of Big League Chew right now. Wow. Turn on your webcam. Oh my God, John Kimball. Do you remember? This is a memory from eighth grade. John Kimball, do you remember the, the night we had the Big League Chew Swallow Club at my house? <laughs> Good God. <laughs> do you remember that, dude? No, I that don't remember That was so that. insane. We had a bag of Big League Chew, and we all took a huge handful, and we chewed it, and then we all swallowed it. That's still in nice, your stomach yeah. to this day. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know. So you guys are, you guys are high school friends. Uh, we met in seventh yeah. grade. Wow. We've known each other for over... Th- I guess we've known each other for about 35 years. And you've been podcasting that whole time? The whole time. Mm-hmm. We were the first. Yeah. We were the first. <laughs> well, Mark Marin was technically the first. Mark Marin was the first. Yeah. yeah. 
then but he learned it by watching us. We would just interview each other for three hours a week, <laughs> back and forth, trade off. So did you? Uh, yeah. So how did the how did the podcast happen? If you guys, so you guys were high school friends, and then how did the podcast happen? I think what happened was I just called John one afternoon in 2016 during the primary season and asked him what he had been doing all day because John is always up to interesting things. He'll get fixated on urban infrastructure or skyline rankings or stuff like, you know, mapping old Native American trails in North Carolina. And that afternoon when I caught him, he had he was on this website, predicted.org, betting against Trump supporters, basically shorting Donald Trump and making a lot of money because there was a lot of what we thought at the time was irrational exuberance in the pro-Trump market on this political futures trading website. And he was talking about it, and it was so interesting to me. I thought, maybe we could turn that into a podcast. I had never made a podcast before, but John agreed to do it, and then we hooked up with my friend Starley, who helped us make it. And so we, we did it just for the... We just did it for election season 2016, and then we recorded our last heartbroken episode the morning after the 2016 election, after John had been completely wiped out for thousands of dollars because he had oh obviously God. bet on the wrong oh candidate. God. And then yeah. we decided good, to bring good, it back for 2020 to take revenge and try to get our money back. So it basically, what could go yeah, wrong. Right. For me, it's just an excuse to talk to my buddy every week, because otherwise he would never return my calls or pick up the phone. <laughs> uh Jesse, these baseball players you were listing, did yeah. you, they are baseball players from our youth. Sure. Uh, have, have you met any of them? Was there a thing where you could, you know, go to a certain pizza place and get an autograph? Were they at the mall? I, I met a couple at, uh, I used to go to baseball clinics. You know, the teams would put on youth baseball clinics. Right. I like went to Balboa Park in San Francisco and met Rod Shooter Beck. How was but that? It was great. He was he was a uh, he was a rookie, or maybe it was his second year. Then he became a great closer, but and he had a tragic end. Uh, but before he his tragic end, there was a period where he was he had signed a minor league contract with, I believe it was the Cubs, because he had been a fastball pitcher and had lost his fastball, and he was in his mid thirties. Which is old for a for a heavily heavily traveled uh, relief pitcher, and so he had to sign a minor league contract after having been an all star, and uh, he was playing in AAA for the Cubs in Iowa City or wherever the Cubs AAA team is, and he was just living in an RV in the parking lot outside of the stadium, mm. and so he would just sit there before games in like one of those folding camp chairs <laughs> and just invite fans to hang out with him and have a beer. Wow. <laughs> and I got to say like uh my experience uh my experience meeting him at that baseball clinic he had the same positive attitude. Um but I didn't I didn't meet that many, you know, like once in a while they'd be signing at a baseball card show, but I didn't ever have any money for to like to pay $20 for a headshot or something? Uh, Stan Javier's autograph. Yeah, what are they signing? They're signing baseball cards probably, right? They're signing headshots, right? For walk-on roles on like <laughs> yeah. 227 and stuff like that? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't think baseball players have yeah, headshots. Just any memorabilia. So were you an Oakland A's fan? You were an Oakland A's fan. Well, I'm a, yeah, I mean, my 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 father is was an Oakland A's fan, and then I'm from San Francisco, so I was a Giants fan. But But in the Bay Area, I think... 
I mean, there's a certain amount of Oakland A's fans who are jealous of the Giants because they won three World Series. But um, in general, there's not a huge amount of acrimony between them. So it's it's okay to pick root for one and then, you know, generally root for the other as long as they're not playing. Really? Yeah, for sure. It's quite Uh, different from like Chicago where um, it's a it's a proxy race war as far as I can tell. (laughs) Right. Or Duke and North Carolina, where yeah, I'm, exactly. Yeah. No, it's it's a it's a it's a fr- it's a friendly, a generally pretty friendly relationship between the Giants. So and the you wanted the 1989 team because that was the year that they were both. Exactly. Yeah, you, you I, nailed it. So that I was just a real... remember it from Al Michaels uh, and the wasn't and the it his call earthquake in in yeah. 1989? Yeah, I remember my grandmother calling me because she was watching Game Three of the World Series on television. Yeah, that was a tough. That was a tough year for me as a little tiny Giants fan because uh, uh, my dad was an A's fan, and the A's just destroyed the Giants. I mean, my dad was nice about it, but um, you know that's how it goes. But I mean, yeah. look, nothing wrong with Ricky. There's nothing wrong with Ricky Henderson. You know what I mean? Nothing wrong with Dave Henderson. Nothing wrong with Carney Lansford. These guys are great. Yeah. Did either of you get to meet any childhood heroes as kids? Did you ever? I'm trying to think. I think once I met Chris Brust. What's that? (laughs) He was a a walk-on player. He was a walk-on player for UNC. My mom was a systems analyst at the Student Health Service, and so sometimes the basketball players would come into the Student Health Service. And I think once I was at her work when Chris Brust came in. So So you're telling us you you met a non-scholarship college basketball player? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It haunts I me. got a picture with uh, James Worthy. My mom's Ooh. favorite basketball player. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah. W- where? Was he wearing his famous sport goggles? It, no, he wasn't. Um, he was, it was actually in, it was in University Mall in front of Roses, David. Wow. Wait, was yeah. he, and he was playing for the, what was this, like 81? Or yeah, was he, he's Eddie playing left? for, no, he was playing for UNC at the time, yeah. I was thinking about this tonight because the Lakers won tonight and James Worthy was tweeting about it. James Worthy is my mom's all-time favorite basketball player and Mike Watts' all-time favorite basketball player. And I was thinking, I wonder if James Worthy is the, is the only shared favorite of my mom and legendary <laughs> punk bassist Mike Watt. <laughs> like, that's the one overlap in the Venn, Venn diagrams. So. Well, they probably both love Poirot. But as their favorite... Detective? I mean, probably, maybe, maybe. right? What other det- what what does your mom love? Spencer for hire? No, I read those. My mom had a lot of the rabbi books on what like on Friday the rabbi slept in, on Saturday the rabbi was late. Those books. That was a series of books she had when I was a kid and I was fascinated by them because they seemed so mysterious and adult. But I don't remember Poirot books, but I'm sure she had her Agatha Christie books. Uh, I get to meet a paleontologist once as a kid. Really? Yeah, that was, I was a dinosaur kid. So like my mom took me to something where you could meet a paleontologist. And I think I asked them what the newest dinosaur they found was. And then I ate a waffle shaped like a dinosaur. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. Where was this? That's cool. I I don't know. You don't know where you grew up? Was this paleontologist working at a waffle house? Uh, it's so Orange County, Orange oh, County, okay. California. He's like, well, there's only so many jobs digging up dinosaur bones. See, I yeah, I don't know what building we were in where I met a paleontologist. And I mean, it could have been, 
I mean, these could have been two separate stops, and I've conflated them in my mind. But um, into your dinosaur memory, your mega right. memory of all things dinosaurs, and maybe the it was just a normal waffle. But my memory of this is meeting the paleontologist, asking him what the newest dinosaur. Excuse me, asking her what the newest dinosaur she had found was, and then eating a dinosaur-shaped waffle. Speaking of mega memory, when I was a teen, I met uh, Kevin Trudeau. <laughs> mega memory i didn't really <laughs> sure that was good that was good jesse i'm gonna be more supportive about your kevin trudeau thing than everybody else was about my prince of tiny url thing <laughs> i'm taking the high road here hey are we still friends john did you ever meet dean smith i never met dean smith but i i i almost ran over dean smith one time <laughs> I like was, with a uh, car Legendary UNC With basketball coach. Yeah, I was driving through uh, the Oaks, which is the neighborhood where the Chapel Hill Country Club is, and all of a sudden, Dean Smith walked out right in front of me, and he was golfing. I think wow. it was probably a crosswalk, so I probably would have right. been at fault. Were you in your uh, Escort, the Ford Escort? Yeah, 1982 lime wow. green Ford Escort. That would Great have been year. bad. Great year for the Escort. He should have seen that coming. Imagine yeah. if you had hit Dean Smith, you would have had to go into FBI. That would have sucked. My <laughs> life would be over. Oh, my God. <laughs> Woo! That's scary to think about. Yeah, it is. Guys, we have one more call. Let's take a listen to it. Hello, this is Sean in Canada. Uh, I'm calling with a momentous occasion, sort of a follow-up to a call you had this week about Jose Canseco playing poker. Uh, I will be as pithy as possible. Uh, I was also playing poker in Las Vegas. I was in a poker tournament at Jesus Palace. Uh, during a bathroom break, I went to uh, use the bathroom, and I ended up at the urinal next to Jose Canseco. Uh, I noticed as he walked out that he did not wash his hands. Oh. Uh, I go back to the poker tournament and then realize that Jose is also in the poker tournament. He was at one of the other tables. So fast forward a while, and Jose and I end up at the same table, and uh, swear to God, I end up knocking Jose Canseco out of the poker tournament. Now, the customary first thing you do as soon as you knock someone out of a poker tournament is you shake their hand. So I shook their hand, and as I was grasping his very muscular hand, uh, I realized, oh, uh, he didn't wash his hand in the washroom. Uh, I guess I've just uh, sort of secondhand touched Jose Canseco's penis. So there you go. That's my Jose can take a story. Goodbye. Good God. There's got to be somebody who listens to our show who's firsthand touched it, right? (laughs) Yes. Have you fucked Canseco? (laughs) We want to hear from you. Even if you haven't fucked Canseco. If you fucked whatever, uh, Mike Gallego, Mm. Felix Jose, you know what I mean? Like if, if, if you've, Giving a quick hand job to Terry Steinbach. Give us a call. Well, hold on, Jesse. I feel like we. I feel like we have a pattern here that we need to follow. I feel like has this segment become all Jose Canseco? Are we, are we wiping out all the other options? And is this an all Jose Canseco segment now? Because it's feeling like it's all Jose Canseco. It's like does Mark McGuire just not get out at all? <laughs> I guess not. He doesn't play in many poker tournaments. Where apparently. is Dennis Eckersley in all this? You know what I mean. I don't know. I mean, I would lo- I would love to get a Canseco hat trick. So if we have if 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 someone out there has another Canseco 
run in, please call it in because I would I, I you know comedy rule of threes. If we if we can get that third one, I think that'll be something special. That's fair, but Matt Doherty. I think I met Matt Doherty. <laughs> What's that? He was a small forward on the 1982 NCAA champion UNC Tar Heels, and later oh. became the head coach. I think I met him once. I have to go back and listen to our old podcast mm. episodes from 1982, John, and see if I mentioned it because I'm sure I'm sure we would have great, led with I'm sure we would have led with that because I would have been so excited. Right, right after our Blue Apron ad read from 1982. <laughs> 206-984-4-FUN is our phone number. JJGo at maximumfun.org, our email address. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. Video games. Video games. Video games. You like them? Maybe you wish you had more time for them. Maybe you want to know the best ones to play. Maybe you want to know what happens to Mario when he dies. <laughs> In that case, you should check out Triple Click. It's a podcast about video games. A podcast about video games? But I don't have time for that. Sure you do. Once a week, Kickback as three video game experts give you everything from critical takes on the hottest new releases to scoops, interviews, and explanations about how video games work to fascinating and sometimes weird stories about the games we love. Triple Click is hosted by me, Kirk Hamilton. Me, Jason Schreier. And me, Maddie Myers. You can find Triple Click wherever you get your podcasts and listen at MaximumFun.org. Bye! Hi, I'm James, host of Minority Corner, which is a podcast that's all about intersectionality. It's hosted by James with a guest host every week. Discussing all sorts of wonderful issues, nerdy and political. Pop culture. Black, queer, feminism. Race, sexuality. News. You're going to learn your history, their self-empowerment, and it's told by what feels like your best friend. Why should someone listen to Minority Corner? Why not? Oh my God, free stuff. There's not free stuff. The listeners of Minority Corner will enjoy some necessary LOLs, but mainly a look at what's happening in our world through a colorful lens. People will get the perspective of marginalized communities. I feel heard. I feel seen. Like you said, you need to understand how to be more proactive in your community, and this is a great way to get started. Join us every Friday on Max Fun or wherever you get your podcast. Minority, Minority Corner. Corner. Because, because together, together, we're the majority. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. David Reese, Kid Midas, the original wave rider. Uh, John Kimball, Long John Silver, king of the bitly links. David and John, what a delight it's been to have you here on our program. Well, we really appreciate you letting us come on. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, I can't order all these fucking Twizzlers, can Don't. I? No. Do don't. it. Order the Twizzlers. Eat them on do this cam. In, do this instead. Do Eat the best of both worlds. Cam. Just follow Twizzlers' corporate account on Instagram and just <laughs> smash that like button enough and maybe someday they'll just send you a bucket for free. Twizzlers. 24,000 followers. You'd think Twizzlers would be doing better. Yeah, you would think. They have more followers than John Dickerson, I think. Mm, no, I think Dickerson's got more. Dickerson's got to have more. He's got 27, I think. Twizzlers oh, blacked okay, out good. their uh, Instagram feed for Blackout Tuesday. That's good. Twizzlers believes that 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 uh, <laughs> Black Lives Matter. There's also a Pride Twizzler, uh, a twi- Twizzler, Twizzler Pride flag here. What I think what it needs to do the Twizzler the Twizzler uh, 
account needs to start doing sick burns on other candies. That's that's like what you want out of the corporate Twitter account, right? Like how Wendy's. That's that's how you own the Twitter news cycle yeah. for a day. If like Wendy's is fighting with right. Burger King or so something, right? Twizzlers could yeah. clap clap back at Red Vines. Uh huh. Then we got something here. Red Vines could crush them though, because they'd be like, at least we don't look like we got run over by a truck or had a pallet <laughs> dropped on us. Your fake ass, flat ass tube candy. At least, at least we're not waxy, dude. Icy right. has one hundred and fourteen thousand followers. They're kicking the shit out of Twizzlers. Whoa, might be fake followers. You know why? Better, Can't tell on yeah, Instagram. They bought them. Icy's Could are be. dope. That's why. Icy's are hella good. Yeah, way better. Way better than a Slurpee. So much better than a Slurpee. Dramatically better than a Slurpee. Fewer flavors, so there's a lower fun factor. But I mean, as far <laughs> as just pure, pure sipping enjoyment, yeah, Icy over Slurpee any day of the week. You can get them at the movies. It's got that almost, it's almost fluffy. Yeah. Ugh. No? No, uh, no, Dave? I don't, I don't like thinking about fluffy liquids. That's gross. <laughs> no, it's dope. It seems like you need to open your mind. All these cool teens are enjoying Icy's. John, Icy Slurpee, do you have an opinion? Uh, I, I'm, I'm a Slurpee guy. It, Slurpee was only 7-Eleven, right? I think so, yeah. I think Icy, Icy is like maybe is like it, a Circle uh, K thing. But also like a movie theater. Yeah, see, I don't think we had Circle K's. We were from Slurpee Country. Yeah, this was Slurpee Country. They have Icy's at Target sometimes. Yeah, oh. I got a lot of Icy's at Target back in the day. Ah, ah, yeah. simpler times. I was, at a tar- I was at a Target recently. I was disappointed to find that our that the, our, uh, the pandemic, our world has gone through one of its many calamities. Uh, calamitous results has been that there is no uh, Icy's at the Target. Did they sell Mama's candy? (laughs) (laughs) Was that vaguely Southern this time? Sometimes when we were short on rent, my mom had to sell her candy at the Target. (laughs) Jesse, go buy celery for Mama's candy. (laughs) (laughs) Jesse's mother was the main character of a Tennessee Williams play. Uh huh. Thanks for the update, by the way, Semi Elvis. David Reese's famous character. Okay, look, this is the end of the program. David and John are two of the co-hosts of the podcast, Election Profit Makers. What's your big profit maker lately? What what have you what have you uh, closed a big deal on? Uh, well, the biggest thing we had recently were the ban wars, where we started raising money for voting rights organizations by listeners donating money and then sending us the receipt and then telling us which other listener to ban from listening to the podcast. Uh, we're the only podcast that is trying to have zero listenership by election night 2020. So, so far we've raised $18,000. So that's been kind of a success for us. But in terms of actually making money on the election, John, how are you doing? Uh, I, I made money on Amy Coney Barrett being, uh, the nominee for the Supreme court as much as I didn't feel great about it, but yeah. Uh, And uh, I'm going to make a lot of money on November 3rd, hopefully. Knock on wood. Our producer, Brian Sonny D. Fernandez. You can find us on Reddit, MaximumFun.Reddit.com. You can find us on Twitter, at Jesse Thorne, at Jordan underscore Morris. Hashtag your tweets, hashtag JJGo. If you've got corrections about the podcast, uh, we, of course, value quality. So uh, tweet those corrections, at JD Power on Twitter. Uh, sometimes I goof around with that JD Power. I wonder who's back there. <laughs> You know and I mean? hey, follow follow Dickerson on on Instagram. He's a great follow. <laughs> yeah, the only follow I need. Take a take a look on Instagram. See if see if you can find uh, Walter Weiss. 
1988 American, 1989 American League Rookie of the Year, Walter Weiss. God, did I get that right? Drums underscore my underscore life, too, if you want to see the drum set made out of vegetables. 1988. It was 1988 American League Rookie of the Year. Uh, You'd see, we did Twitter. We're also on Facebook. Uh, Looks like, sounds like we're on Instagram. Jordan, what's your Instagram handle? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) I think it's Jordan David Morris. Jordan David Morris. There you go. Yeah. Again, I'm here late, so I had to throw in the middle name. It's uh, embarrassing, but. I mean, do you think between this week's show and next week's show, we can get you ahead of professional soccer player Jordan Morris? <laughs> oh, no fucking way. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. How, I don't know. Followers. Let's see. All that means is that for every person who listens to Jordan Jesse Go, they just have to convince 10 of their friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that guy. I mean, he's a he's a local hero to the people of Seattle. He's a he's a high scoring soccer player, uh, handsome dude, recently engaged. There's no fucking way you would follow me over him. I mean, he's just the best. I love him. How good is his cat? I don't know if he has a cat. So maybe I got that on him. Hey, how come that guy hasn't been on Jordan Jesse Go? <laughs> Brian, get get on that. Oof, yeah, he's got uh, he's got sixty two, sixty two k. I think we can do it. Oh, he's got a big sheepdog. Yeah. If he had 64K, he'd be a Commodore computer. (laughs) Sing. He would. (laughs) Thank you. Got to go out on a high note, folks. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.